0: Greetings guys and gals, join me here at Success Over Stress, where the goal is to strengthen strategies that will defeat doubt, cure complacency, and strangle stress. I'm on the road to a healthier, happier, and stress-controlled life by taking control of my financial situation. With the right direction, so can you. Okay, okay, okay. March the 6th. Coming to you today, we're gonna talk about taxes. This is Eric, leading you through this journey, success over stress, and the topic of today is the 1099 and earned child income. So I'll make it simple, but I will start off with the disclaimer that I am not a tax preparer. I am not your tax preparer. I am not a tax professional and uh, well you can just consider this to be a blog okay so the question is why pay taxes well um, the government the Constitution has a position on this the United States Constitution article 1 section 8 clause 1 states the Congress shall have the power to lay and collect taxes duties Imposts and excises to pay the debts And provide for the common defense And general welfare of the United States End quote Also, the 16th Amendment to the Constitution Ratified on February 3rd, 1913 States The Congress shall have the power To lay and collect taxes on income From whatever source derived Without apportionment Among the several states hmm. End quote. Okay, well, so here's another quote for you uh, from the Yale Book of Quotations. Mm, mm, mm. The Yale Book of Quotations, and they quote, "Tis impossible to be sure of anything but death and taxes." That's from Christopher Bullock in the Cobbler of Preston in 1716. Cobbler, Cobbler? Ah, I don't know. We're gonna do this in one take. I'm not gonna get too wrapped up on anything. Because this is success over stress. This is not being this is not being stressed over everything else. Being stressed, trying to get success. Nah, we we'll leave it there. Okay, so simply put, uh, I I got I got this information from several different sources: Nolo.com, eFile.com. Um, but the first one I want to talk about is the 1099, which is uh simply a record that an entity or person other than your employer gave or paid you money. The payer fills out that 1099 form and sends copies to you if you're the recipient and to the IRS. There are several kinds of 1099 forms. Um, I mean, there's a lot of 1099 forms. There's the 1099A, 1099B, 1099C, 1099CAP, 1099DIV, which is for dividends and distributions. There's the G. There's the 1099-INT, which is for interest. Uh, some of you guys may get that, 1099 KLS. There's There's a bunch of them. And then there's also the NEC, and I think that one's fairly new for 2021, I don't know, but it's for non-employee compensation. Typically what I've used in the past is the 1099-MISC, 1099 miscellaneous, um, and you put, like if you have a, uh, a contractor that does work for you, you put that information of how much you paid them on that 1099 miscellaneous. You supply that to the person who did the work for you as well as to the IRS, right? Um, Typically there are dates that these are due. And to my understanding that you had to send those out by January 31st, but it looks like uh, one source said that they need to be received by the recipient by January 31st. And then they needed to be uh, sent off to the IRS by February 28th. But there are different there are different filing deadlines and everything for the different types of 1099, so check what is applicable for you, but most of them look like that they need to be sent out by January 31st. Okay, so typically, at least for the 1099 non-employee compensation and 1099 miscellaneous, there's a there's a requirement that If you go above that $600 mark, that's when you need to start reporting that that income. That's when you need to submit a 1099 form. So if you pay somebody to paint your house and you pay them $599, then you don't need to submit a 1099 form. But if you pay them $600, then you do. Um, And to my understanding as well, businesses that are incorporated, you don't need to give them a 1099. Businesses that are, you know, that may be an LLC or maybe your handyman or something like that, if you go over the $600 limit, you will need to do a 1099. So for instance, I had some some folks do some work last year. I had some handyman do some work and they went over $600 amount. So what I did was I had them complete a W9, which gets Their name their address their tax identification or social security number and so when it comes time for taxes you have all the information information that you need to complete the 1099 all you have to do is add how much you paid them all right but i also had some hvac contractors do some work and i had a roofing company do work but both the hvac and the roofing company were um, they were incorporated and so whatever tax structure that they're set up with or whatever obligations they have to the irs made it so that i did not have to um i did not have to submit them a 1099 form which is awesome because i kind of forgot to get the debbie nine from them but like i said I, i looked it up made sure that they were incorporated so we're all good to go there but that just goes to show and um my buddy larry russell he'll tell you that um it 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 is important, and it's a good rule of thumb that before somebody starts work for you, or certainly before you pay them, that you have the W-9 form that um, that helps make sure that you can appropriately file um, file your 1099 form to the IRS and to them, because ultimately, as running your business, you're going to want to file that amount over $600 whatever you're going to want to file every amount really but you're going to want to file that, file that amount as an expense and so in order to validate it as an expense it's got to go to somebody or to, or to some entity or structure to which you paid so if you can't validate that you paid Joe the handyman because Joe the handyman really doesn't exist because you didn't get a W-9 form and you have you know, no way to corroborate that they even live at an address or you can't even find them or anything. Then, you know, you may end up getting stuck with that, uh, that, that, uh, that tax penalty because that six hundred dollars that the IRS wants to tax that person or the the person who you paid, they're going to want to tax that amount over six hundred dollars. And so if they can't tax the person who received the money, then they may come knock on your door, right? Okay. All right. So that's the 1099s. Let me see. Let me see. I think that's all I wanted to say about the 1099s. While I was putting this together, actually, one of my buddies, Carlos, he he sent me a message and and see, there's a good thing about networking and brainstorming and masterminding and being in a... Uh, a circle of like-minded individuals because you'll constantly um, make each other better make each other stronger and actually is one of the things that uh, is a quote that he sent to me um, uh, and to uh, JJ the other day um, What what is a um, stone sharpened stone right or something like that but you know so essentially to even though we can all be strong apart, we can be stronger, we can be more uh, useful or or valuable together. Um, But he sent me a message talking about the earned income that can be received by your children. Now this is kind of deep, so I'm gonna just kind of barely hit on this and I know I'm gonna get a lot of stuff wrong, but this should at least get your, get the wheels of your brain Spinning so that you can go and take it one step further and look up a little bit more information to make sure that you got what you need. Okay, so essentially we're talking about paying your children, right? So it's a, you have a little bit better benefit if you're paying them out of an LLC um, or a sole proprietorship. If you're pay, paying them out of a corporation, it looks like you have to file taxes and you have to withhold um, FICA, FICA, um, mm, uh, Income taxes and Social Security, all that kind of stuff. Um, Looks like you have to withhold that and pay that if you're paying them out of a corporation. But if you're paying them out of your sole proprietorship or your LLC, children under the age of 18 can receive up to the amount of the standard deduction for the year without paying taxes on it. Now, it, they do have to be... They do have to actually perform a duty. They have to get a reasonable wage for it. Uh, you need to keep track of what they're doing. All that kind of stuff. But beyond that, the monies that you pay them, because they are your children, it's it's considered earned income for them, but you don't have to withhold... Um, you don't have to w- withhold taxes on it and it looks like they don't have to it, as long as the amount of earned income that they now there's two kinds of income earned income and earned income but if we're just talking about earned in, income here if the amount that they make is less than the standard deduction then oh, my, my tongue is getting tired <laughs> if the amount they make is less than the standard deduction that they don't have to file a um, a tax return now you can have them file a tax return particularly if they want to um, they want to contribute to a a Roth IRA if they want to do that then you should have them file a uh, a tax return because then there's some withholding but otherwise there's no withholding so you don't need to file a tax return and you don't need to give them a W-2 or a 1099 or anything like that. They're considered your employee um, and it's earned income. But like I said, you know, that um, up to that amount, that 12, you know, 12,000, I think for the year 2020 is $12,400. They can receive up to that amount of income and you don't have to withhold any taxes from it. They don't have to pay any taxes on it. And it's just kind of like floating out there. Now, the good thing about that is because you have to pay them that because that's a wage, now that's also an expense. And since that's an, an expense, you can deduct it as a part of your expenses. So now you can take a deduction on that much money, right? Like I said, as long as it's legitimate, And it meets the requirements of earned income. Um, But I tell you, I mean, my daughter helps me put stamps on envelopes and uh, do all kinds of stuff around. So and I've I've missed that. I missed that. So I tell you what, 2021, I'm on it. Right. We will be keeping track of how often she helps and and then we'll take the little wages that she makes. We'll put it in an account for her, or I'll write her a check, or whatever. And then the money that we may end up doing in the spirit of her, whether it's taking a um, taking an ice cream run, or or going to the movies, or something like that, she can pay for that out of her money, and we get we ultimately get a deduction for the monies that she earned. I mean, how sweet is that? Oh, oh. All right, so usually I like to, or at least in the past, I've done some facts at the end. Um, The facts that I'll do here, I'll just do one. Okay, it's uh, from Kiplinger.com. And ooh. I didn't get all of it, but uh, it was pretty much talking about the, that the IRS statistics for 2019 showed that individuals with incomes between 200,000 and $1 million had up to a 1% audit rate. Uh, So that was one in 100 people audited. I was trying to find the numbers for folks less than, um, that, you know, make, have lower incomes, but, um, anyway, do your taxes, do them right, but also Oh man, you know, what you don't know can hurt you, right? So like I said, in in all these years that I've been working and doing, uh, I didn't know this. Um, So it's, yeah, it's important that you talk to people who do know stuff. And when you, when you don't know stuff, look it up or ask somebody or align yourself with other folks who uh, have the means or who have already went through the process of of where you want to be or what you want to be okay so just a little bit of an update for me for what i've been up to in the last couple days so what is this saturday uh, friday thursday night late thursday night i get a message from one of the tenants and he says oh man the fridge is starting to go out and i don't know what's going on with it. The stuff isn't staying cold oh man okay all right well i'll check it out and then friday morning i get up and i say you know what I could go check it out and and I will but why don't I just pay somebody to go check it out and you know go ahead and get them to fix it and if it needs to be fixed then they'll fix it and I'll just pay them and I won't have to go and everything like that and I started doing that but in between the time that it took to assign somebody to that I already had to go out for work so I went and stopped by the house um, in between my day and long story short the fridge was kind of going out but what the problem is and some of you guys may know about fridges some of you may not they did not but uh the the fridge it can um it can get i I don't even know what the word is but it'll get frozen over and so if all those coils and everything get frozen over then it'll stop cooling so that's what happened. So I pretty much had to have them take everything that was in the freezer, that was in the coolest part at the time, put it in the refrigerator. I took the back panel off of the freezer area, and then we let that sit out for a bit. It uh, all thawed off, put the panel back on, fired it up. Of course, it can take, you know, several hours, five to 12 hours for it to really start cooling down again. But that fixed it. It worked, right? I was prepared to pay somebody 50 100 dollars to go out and um assess the situation and i was prepared to pay another 200 whatever dollars to um go down to the next appliance shop and 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 pick up a, a decent fridge but it you know knowing a little bit can take you a long ways so don't be afraid to learn something guys and then the uh, the other part about that is don't be afraid to spend some money either, but spend it in the right way. Right. I mean, there, gosh, man, you can always spend money on dumb stuff. Um, there's nothing strategic about that. Right. But if you're going to spend your money, spend it on something that's going to take you where you want to go. I don't care if you want. You may want to go to the mall. You know, you may want to spend money that way and that's fine. That's not how I want to spend money. So spend money aligned with what makes you happy and don't get distracted by um, other paths out there. Like I say, do your homework, know who you are, what you want, and make a plan to get there. Guys, this has been great. This has been great. Oh, man. You know what? These, uh, These podcasts, you guys may not get a lot from it, but I promise you. I promise you, it allows me time to do homework. It allows me time to grow. And if you're not growing with me, that's cool. But I guarantee you that I'm growing through this whole process. So anyway, this is Eric. I'm out. Peace.